In 2006, in Portugal, a girl left her home to meet school friends and do a school project together. The girl's mother took her to the meeting place, but this girl never found her friends and never returned home. In today's case, I will talk about the mysterious disappearance of Rita Sloth Monteiro. Rita Sloth Monteiro was born on July 24, 1987, in Matosinos, Porto, Portugal. She is the daughter of Luiz Monteiro and Maria Sloth, and also has an older brother named Vitor. When Rita reached adolescence in 2003, at the age of 16, her parents separated, and even though it was an amicable separation, it shook Rita psychologically. In 2004, at the age of 17, her parents noticed that her school performance had dropped sharply. She no longer smiled as often, had become reserved, less communicative, and no longer behaved like the Rita that everyone knew. In addition, she was always sick, so much so that on several occasions she went to the hospital emergency room seeking medical attention. During one hospital admission, she was diagnosed with depression and schizophrenia. It shook her even more and affected her behaviour. She began to isolate and distance herself from her friends. On February 17, 2006, aged 19, she left home, accompanied by her mother. They travelled towards a bus stop at the Matasinhos Municipal Market, as Rita would meet other friends from school so that together they could go to school to do schoolwork. The two left the house around 9am. Upon arriving at the place, the girls had not yet arrived. Rita said she could wait there without problem. After her mother left, she waited a little longer and went to a nearby coffee shop called Café International to use the bathroom. Taking advantage of the fact that she was already inside the cafeteria, she decided to wait there for her friends in a place where she could see the bus stop. But she waited, waited, and the girls didn't arrive and she decided to leave the cafeteria. Her friends told another version of this story. What happened was an unfortunate coincidence. They arrived at the bus stop together a few minutes later than agreed, and Rita was not there. As they were already late, they decided to go to their colleague's house, because they all believed that Rita had already gone there. Rita was probably in the cafe bathroom at that time. That's why, in the end, they never met. Night came, but there was no sign of Rita. Her mother was worried and called her daughter's cell phone. It rang and rang, but no one answered. So she decided to call one of Rita's friends. This friend explained that when they got the bus stop, Rita wasn't there, even didn't arrive later either. They thought she hadn't gone because she was sick and they ended up doing her part of the schoolwork. Rita's friends knew about her medical condition. They didn't think it was strange that she didn't show up considering that due to medical care and medication, she sometimes missed school. Maria didn't think twice and called the police, but they said they could not help since they must wait at least 24 hours before considering a person to be missing. So the family and friends started searching on their own. They hired a private detective, searched the streets, hospitals, and her father even went to houses of prostitution, imagining that maybe she was being forced to work sexually. 
but no one found a clue about Rita. The next day, when the authorities finally started the search, they checked the cameras of all the buses that passed by during the period in which she was last seen, and in one of those shots, they identified her. At first, Rita was walking down the street, talking to a group of strangers who were never identified. In the second image, which took place three minutes later, Rita got on a bus. She asked the driver if that bus went through Serolvus, but the driver said it doesn't. Rita's cell phone stayed on for two days, until, on the 19th, at 4pm, all their calls started going to voicemail. The strangest thing about this is that after issuing the telephone report of the calls to verify the towers used in the connection, it was noticed that during the two days that the device remained connected, it passed through five different antennas in Portugal. Another curious and strange fact is that her bank card, which she had with her, was never used. The private detective, Ruch Pereira, investigated the family for almost three months, and even taking into account any and all hypotheses, ranging from kidnapping to suicide, his theory is that she just ran away. The family does not accept this hypothesis, stating that they never found a body to prove her death. Her cell phone appears not to have been stolen, and her bank card has never been used. The family claims that the police were negligent because, over time, they preferred to say that the girl had taken her own life due to her psychological condition, rather than to continue the search for her. Because of this, they filed a lawsuit asking for compensation, but they lost. Due to this being yet another such a strange case, some speculative theories have arisen. The first is that she may have been induced to take a ride, perhaps by the people she was talking to when caught on the bus camera, and that during that journey she was kidnapped. The second theory is that she may have asked a stranger for a ride, given that she was already late for school and was then, unfortunately, kidnapped. The third is that she may have actually committed suicide by throwing herself overboard from some of the city's hills. But this is questionable. If she did that on the day of her disappearance, the phone, which she had with her, would not stay on for the next two days. Furthermore, the body would most likely be carried to the banks and not to the bottom. The last theory is that the private eye is right. Rita ran off on her own. But family members ask themselves, how? To where? Why? If Rita is alive today, she is around 35 years old, and her disappearance has remained a mystery for over 15 years. Oi, pessoas, tudo bom? Meu nome é Gisele, host do podcast Sobre Investigação, um podcast para quem sabe que a realidade é pior que a ficção. A cada temporada são 20 novos casos nacionais e casos extras. Se você gosta de crimes brasileiros, te espero lá. Beijos!